Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com podcast. October 4th edition, dark edition. I don't have my overhead light on. I just didn't feel like turning it on. Sorry, guys. If you all want it that bad, I will brighten the room up. We have a lot to talk about tonight. This show brought to you by DraftBeast.com, Onnit, and TrigTent.com. It is election season. Go to TrigTent.com for a different kind of political coverage. Check them out. Uh, great supporters of Fightful.com. Also, Onnit, go to our newly revamped podcast page, Fightful.com slash podcast. Open up any of those podcasts, and you will see the Onnit link. Click it. Shop. Enjoy. Your favorite wrestling superstars like Bailey, Seth Rollins, Cesaro, Triple H, Sheamus, Roman Reigns, even the ones you hate, they all use on it. It's the place to be. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Ropes. But Jeff, mm-hmm. you appeared on After Buzz last night. I did. I live in Los Angeles, so I could go down the street and appear on the Raw After Show with the After Buzz crew. So if you uh want to hear my thoughts on raw go ahead and download that podcast and then i'll have to combine these two and do shake them ropes actually later tonight so oh oh yeah well i live in ewing kentucky so i can go to wftm in maysville and share my thoughts on raw you, you, you can go to live cincinnati bengal games i've actually never been to one in cincinnati i've only been to one here in san diego so I can't. It's it's pretty great. I love. Guys, the, by I, the way, I love the mood lighting. It's it's very romantic. Yeah. But I just put on some. I'll be sure. Something. Some boys to men. Something. Some R and B from the mid nineties. You'll be good. I wanted something a little <laughs> less aggressive tonight. Just something a little less aggressive. The two hour shows, you know, they are less aggressive. So they they put you in the mood to talk wrestling, do they? Okay. They do. They do. <laughs> so we had we had SmackDown tonight. We we're going to talk No Mercy. Things of that nature. What did you think of the show start to finish as, as a whole wrestling show? As a whole wrestling show, I thought it was okay. As a go-home show, up until that main event segment, the only thing that really got me really intrigued was the Dolph segment. I, I, I was about to come here and cut this promo about how I thought, well, now that the net it's not pay-per-view driven, it's network driven, they should cut back to maybe eight pay-per-views and or special events and just really learn how to plot towards those to make them special like they did in the old days when they only had four. But I really liked that main event segment a lot. I did. I, I came out really wanting to see that triple threat. Yeah, if Dean Ambrose in the ring can catch up with Dean Ambrose on the mic Ooh. of the last three weeks, Ooh, that was we're, nice. in for something, we're in for something really good. Uh, we'll, we'll start off. We'll go chronologically here. Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton have got to stop. Just abandon the feud. Don't have them wrestle. Don't have them do anything with each other. Abandon it. We'll all just forget it happened. I understand what they're trying to do, but it's just not that interesting, and it's things we've seen before with Bray Wyatt. I understand what what they're trying to do. They're trying to kill time. Yeah. That's what they're trying to do. (laughs) Because they don't know what to do with either one of these guys. 
Hey, hey, did you know Bray Wyatt's crazy and talks to an invisible girl named Abigail? Yeah, that's been the character the entire time. I mean, we get it. it Do we never know really... that she's invisible? Uh, not to him. <laughs> Do we know that there wasn't a physical Abigail there? Uh, you know what? I mean, I, I always thought this was going to be how they eventually introduced Bailey, to be honest with you. Um, I just, you know, they, they just never go any for, more forward to this. And of course, oh, he's no longer in the trailer. How do you get there? Oh, it's supernatural and spooky. Uh, my my disbelief only goes so far, guys. I can't. I can't. He's not Houdini, for God's sakes. These segments suck so bad. They're still protecting Kane. He's big. What's up with that? He's big, and he's been around a long time, so he still has that aura. I don't know. I mean. I don't know why you protect him to this respect, especially compared to what you did with Baron Corbin later. But, I mean, I guess, you know, because of his veteran presence on the roster, he, he kind of merits that. Bray Wyatt got counted out against Kane. They had a match. Randy Orton showed up on the Titan Tron upside down. I, I think he's a bat now. Is that his gimmick? <laughs> Is he a bat? <laughs> I don't know, but David Otunga bringing up continuity disturbed me when he went with the Ring of Fire match from SummerSlam. I went, "Wow, they're remembering their past." This is very enlightening. I don't even, I don't even remember that. So I guess the stereotypes are right about pro wrestling fans having short memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Randy Orton's a bat. Yes, he's the bat. He's the Batman. He's Batman. I hope at some point in this feud we get a why do you want to kill me out of Randy Orton. And then eventually Dean Ambrose becomes the Joker and it's the Dark Knight. It'll be great. Yeah, yeah sure. 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 be a hell of a lot better than what's going on now. Mm. This sucked. It all sucked. It was, it was sucky and bad and sucky. It was the it really, suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. It was it sucked so bad. I am so sick of this suck that we are subjected to. The suck subjection is vile. It's annoying. I don't want to see it anymore. It makes me hate both of these men. All right, so so I can get you off this dwelling on the sucktitude of it. Is there anything they can possibly do at No Mercy to make this program interesting? Sure. There are a lot of things. Name one, because I, I I'm not sure because given the style of the matches that they do, I mean, I, we may get another exploding monitor here. They could have Randy Orton find Bray Wyatt backstage and be like, "Your turn, go hide." <laughs> <laughs> and then every week, it is just a never-ending game of hide and seek with those, the, these two. <laughs> Oh, you, until you pop until there, one Sean. Week, Sean, you until pop one week, <laughs> the feud ends because one forgets that they're playing. You know how that always happened as a kid. Somebody would forget that they're playing, and somebody would like hide the duration of the show. We forgot to find Timmy. Timmy's still hiding. It's been three weeks. We should tell him, Ali, Ali, oxen free, quick. Yeah. That, that's what I want to happen at this point. <laughs> a game of hide and seek. That's what. They, that's how they should have written off Eric Rowan on this show. <laughs> He's got surgery. He's out for the next. Here he had surgery this morning. Oh, did out he? for the next four to six months, probably maybe even longer, given their shoulder injury history, oh. uh, and the, the the way they brought people back a little slowly. So here here's how it's been. Luke or Eric Rowan out for the next four to six months. That would put him back around old February, maybe. Bray Wyatt was out earlier this year. Luke Harper's been out since right before WrestleMania. Eric Rowan was out for about two or three months last year. Yep. You've had a barely functioning Wyatt family for about a year once Rowan comes back. Yeah. You think you think they're done? Pretty much as a, as a unit, they're they're done. Especially since they moved Braun Strowman on. They're, I mean, their usefulness as a unit no longer exists. But, but of course, this was going to be the opportunity to build. I mean, they drafted Bray Wyatt this high to build him into a main event star, and they're not really building him into a star. They've just kind of kept him status quo. <sighs> I 
I'm, I'm sorry you're so frustrated by all this. It's just Bray Wyatt. It's not easy, as I've said, to build a supernatural character. Yeah, and they had one. They had one that people were ready to accept. The horror movie character is what he is, mm-hmm. and he could have played it. He does play it well whenever he can. But you have him say the same stuff, and you start and stop. And he should not be scared of anybody. Well, he. You know what he is? He's the villain who can never deliver on his promises. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm an agent of chaos. Okay, let's see the chaos. Well, I can't. I'm in the middle of this fist fight right now. You know, and I'm the only disappear. chaos that he provides is that he screws up like pay per view main events all the time. Because yeah. whenever he decides he wants to feud with somebody, he shows up in the middle of their damn match and ruins it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's an agent of douchery. That's <laughs> all he is. Yeah, and he's not all that evil. He hasn't really done all that much. That's all that evil. So, I mean, you can't build him as an evil character. You build him as a. I, I don't know about that. He wastes my time an awful lot. I consider that evil. <laughs> And he has evil hide-and-seek games in the back. He sure does. Nikki Bella versus Alexa Bliss. Uh, Carmella, I love Carmella right now. She was great as a heel on commentary. The fact that she couldn't stand, I love that she can't stand to be within five feet of Nikki Bella without beating the shit out of her. You know, the whole standing and yelling at Nikki during the match is possibly the most quote-unquote organic way they've done that whole throw the other person into someone else's spot out of all yeah. the ones they've done in the past th- few months in terms of, of course, Carmella's going to stand up and start yelling at Nikki. That's totally her character, and I liked what this turned into. I did, too. I did, too. Nikki Bella and Becky Lynch, uh, it turned into Nikki Bella and Becky Lynch against Alexa Bliss and Carmella. Alexa Bliss gets the win with Twisted Bliss. Now, well, I want to get your prediction first on Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton this Sunday. We'll go through our predictions as well. Who do you think's taking that match? Randy Orton. Easy. Yeah, probably. Do you think Alexa Bliss has a chance to become SmackDown Women's Champion? No. I, I think due to the visual pinfall here, she gets the pin at no mercy. That's the way they usually do it. And also, I think this is an opportunity to really build Becky as a champion. I think Alexa Bliss is going to be built up in defeat. Don't get me wrong. I don't think she needs to win in order to look good here. I think she just needs to have a really, really strong match here. Here's my fear. That the last – or that to start off on SmackDown, I've had such low expectations for their matches that they blew me out of the water. Now I have high expectations for Becky Lynch and Alexa Bliss. There aren't a lot of smoke and mirrors in a one-on-one match that are available to you in this. I think they are more than capable of having a really good match. I think they'll have some cool stuff. I think they'll deliver a good match. I just just hope that I'm not, like, putting them too high up on a pedestal after these last – couple of matches have really blown me out of the water. I don't think you can expect an NXT level, say, Sasha Bailey type of match here. I think you do need to temper your expectations in that regard. Um, there is that fear for me that they're going to want to do too much here and they're going to kind of rush it and kind of be sloppy because this is, re- this is really Alexa Bliss's coming out party for the main roster. And I think she's athletic enough to do some really cool things. And it's going to also be interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure who called the match between Becky and Sasha down in NXT, but I think Becky's going to be with the one calling it in the ring here, which will be very interesting to see her as a ring general and, and kind of the pacing and, and whatnot. But uh, I wouldn't put your expectations too high, but I also wouldn't put them too low either. I think, I think there's potential here for this match to be really, really good, perhaps show stealing but i don't think that's going to happen with the main event as it is but i think it might be the second match you remember after of no mercy on the wdb's quest to attract 1.5 million viewers mm-hmm. mod villains and the hype bros had a match <laughs> what in the hell was this thing that mojo was doing with hammer time this is this is sucktastic this is this is cringeworthy. This is I can't get my friends to watch wrestling ever again because they're going to turn off the channel after watching Mojo Rawley do this gesticulation crap where he drops you know, a double fist. Eventually, when when we get the news, there's 
like a year from now, we're going to get news. Zach Ryder has failed a wellness policy violation. Well, for what? Not for steroids. Probably for having to overuse anti-depression meds. Because <laughs> of the roller coaster, the frigging roller coaster WWE puts him on. Yes. Hey, you're going to win at WrestleMania. You're going to be Intercontinental Champion. Hey, you're going to lose it right after. Hey, you're you're gonna you're gonna struggle. You're gonna we're gonna send you to NXT. You're gonna team with this guy. He really sucks. He's so bad. But you all be all right in NXT. Cool. That's promising. But he's friends. He's friends with a mainstream NFL star that we can name drop. Yes. We'll bring him up. Cool. Okay. My career was kind of stalling after that WrestleMania shit. Anyway. Hey, you know your really hot girlfriend. We're going to put her on Raw. That way you don't get to see her throughout the week. Because we're dickheads. Are, That's what we're going to do. You are in a mood today. I, look, I, I think his pounce is pretty good. I think that's a great move for him. This, this need-to-be-entertaining crap, though, for him, he, he just looks spastic. He looks like he's having a seizure when he's doing this. Maybe he is. Maybe he is. We have the Daniel Bryan Cancer Survivor Honorary Belt oh, hold Celebration. On. Before, before we move on, what a lame tease also. Oh, the Ascension are coming out, but who do they have their eyes on? The Avant Villains or the Hype Bros? Gee, I wonder. <laughs> this feud will surely go to the wasteland. Mm-hmm. We get the Daniel Bryan Komen thing. And you know, a lot of people bitch about this. I don't. I don't care. I don't not care this if y'all one. bitch. Why I not? Thought this one. Uh, yeah, this I mean, one was. Cla- I mean, compared to the one last night. Sure. The yeah. one last night had me pissed, and I don't get. Boy, they they were shoehorning that shit in last night, weren't they? I don't get riled up about things, but to make the Susan G. Komen Breast Cancer Foundation and Breast Cancer Survivors the object of a of of wacky joke time on raw that got me mad. I mean, at least when John Cena would come out and do his, his promos, be it false sincerity or not, they had some reverence to them. This Daniel Bryan one had some reverence to it. Enzo and Cass was like, was like having the breast cancer survivors come out in a clown car. Indeed. Indeed. It sure was. Uh, I, I'm cool with these. I'm fine with it. You know, you always have those people that are like, "Oh, who's not aware of breast cancer?" Oh, you well, moron. Let me let, well let me defend some of the detractors because Stephanie brought this upon herself when when she, of course, tweeted the now it's infamous. To, it's well, to it's to encourage action. Yeah. Well, no, she said she said her exact thing was philanthropy is the new marketing. So, oh, sure. so people sure. find it contrived and find their motives not to be genuinely pure. So they yeah. crap all over it. But then again, we're going to get a month of this with the NFL also and all yeah. stuff. So. I, I'm cool with it. The Komen thing, they could have probably picked a, a, an organization. You know, there's some questionable things about that, but good cause, whatever. Yeah. You, you, not, not, you don't, you don't, you can crap on the cause all you want. You can't crap on the women who come out to be honored. Sure. That's the part that drove me nuts. We had a great, great, awesome, great segment mm-hmm. with the Miz, per usual, really. He and Maurice invite Dolph to the ring, and they uh, put a highlight package together for, the, for Dolph Ziggler that chronicled his most embarrassing moments, dating back to him uh, being Kerwin White's caddy to his time in the Spirit Squad, getting doo-doo dropped on him, all kinds of cool stuff. They, Miz brought up the Spirit Squad and then brought out the Spirit Squad Mm -hmm. in the form of Mike Mondo and Kenny Dykstra, who have switched their build weights, apparently. (laughs) Um, Mike Mondo, not in ROH shape, I'll say that much. And Kenny Dykstra, very much in shape after playing, I think he played like three years of college football as a tight end from 2012 to 2014. This guy is still only 30 years old. Oh yeah. Um, now I gotta ask you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. You think he ran into Cena backstage? <laughs> they got heat. Yeah, I know. That's uh, what happens when you uh, dip your pen in the company ink, so to speak. Uh, well, they both did. Yes, they did, and they were they were dabbing their their never rub- their feathers in it, ne- the same. What is it, Nicholson? Bucket of ink. What is it, Nicholson said in the '88 Batman? Never rub another man's rhubarb. 
Yeah. Kenny, Kenny did. There you go. Uh, Kenny Dykstra was one of my favorite parts of the old Wrestling Retribution project, which never saw the light of day, the old <laughs> Jeff Katz project. He was really good in that, and everybody was expecting a comeback from him. Um, I loved this video package. I, I want to see this special now, now, to be honest with you. I really, really do. Hey, as, as it turns out, Kenny Dykstra has plenty of time for a comeback mm-hmm. if he wants one. Yeah, well, he, he went to go teach, or I thought he went to go, you know, teach school for a while or something like that. So yeah, bring him back. He still has good size. He's still young. It, it's Chris Masters syndrome where they bring up guys too early, push them too far, and then they decide there's nothing there when they're still trying to learn stuff. So I, I love I, that leg drop where he would like touch his heel and then hit the leg drop. That was cool. That was cool stuff. Top three <laughs> leg drop, a top three leg drop ever probably with yeah. psychosis and uh, Bobby Eaton. So the miss says he can only find two of them. Because the, the other, other two were lost in transit to OVW. The other two were <laughs> Nick Mitchell of Tough Enough Infamy mm-hmm. and Johnny Jeter, who I remember he was getting like high praise in OVW. Yep. And he actually appeared with the Spirit Squad with Kenny and Mikey. Chikara. Chikara a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I, I remember Chris Canyon was speaking very highly of Johnny Jeter back in the day. Mm hmm. I mean, all these guys had potential. I thought it, 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 it turned into what, you know, kind of like what happened with the natural born thrillers in WCW. It was just, you know, lots were, of guys with potential there. Oh yeah. Well, some, some, would, some would say yes. Some would say no, but I thought they had a lot of them. Had, Sean O'Hare. I Sean O'Hare. Had, had some potential. Maybe G- not like Jindrak. Jindrak. Who's going to be an evolution. Who's still around um, as Marco Corleone. So, I mean. Yeah. Made a good career for himself. Mm-hmm. No, Who else was in? Wasn't, was, let's see. Stasiak. Yeah, Stasiak. And above average. Yeah, I, didn't think, above, I didn't think that he ever had potential, though. I didn't yeah, think he no. ever. And, and above average, Mike Sanders, who I. I he is a figurehead in my fantasy football league right now mm-hmm. to counter the other figurehead, Disco Inferno. I always thought he was great on the mic, and I guess he's doing stand-up comedy now, so good for him. And he's, most importantly... In your fantasy league. <laughs> Canyon Cup, yeah. So we have Cruiserweight Champion, Cruiserweight Champion, and then week one, I beat Cruiserweight Champion Shane Helms. So oh. I'm me damn. <laughs> Who else was in there? Reno, remember him? Was he in the Natural Born Thrillers, or was he that when that oh, yeah. turned into the New Blood? No, he was in the Natural Born Thrillers. Oh, I thought it was just uh, the four, the four, four of them with uh, no, Mike Sanders. It was and Sa- Sanders, Palumbo, Jindrak, O'Hare, Stasiak, Reno, and Johnny the Bull. Oh, Johnny the Bull. Okay. Yeah. Either way, the Spirit Squad came out. They beat the living shit out of Dolph Ziggler after doing a cheer for him. Then he mm-hmm. fought back. Either way, Kenny Dykstra looked in really good shape. Was happy to see that. I actually met Mike Mondo a couple of years ago. He was like. Five foot five with the size of a house. Mm-hmm. I popped for the cheer, the D-O-L-P-H cheer. Yeah. I thought that was clever. Um, so we go into this match with the retirement stipulation. Is Dolph yeah. Ziegler winning? Well, like I said, what's to keep him from winning via DQ, not getting the title, yeah. but keeping his career? I think they're killing off the Ziegler name. I think they've decided to go into a more reality direction. I think they're going to bring him back as Nick Nemeth. Really? Yeah. I think that's going to be it. And I think that eventually, you know, we're reading the rumors of that uh, pseudo shoot nation varsity club gimmick with uh, Jack Swagger and maybe a couple others. I think that could happen. I don't think they're, I don't think they're doing the Nick Nemeth thing. You don't? I think there's a chance. I, I mean, he has to lose here, right? I mean, I, I like your idea of winning by DQ, but really, in order to make this interesting, he has to lose, doesn't he? Sure. Because then, then it's like, well, now what happens? How do they get out of this? Because they said there's no loopholes. So what's the loophole? Yeah. <laughs> Somebody just tweeted, it was Randy Cruz, actually, friend of the site, said that Talking Smack should win an Emmy. So I know what I'm watching after this. Oh, same here. I know they had Dolph on, and I turned it off as I was trying to pay attention here. <laughs> but uh, okay, so 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 what? I mean, any any clue on what happened? Not sure. Okay, not sure. Well, then let's keep uh, ourselves Z- in suspense and keep going. Then <laughs> Ziggler hit uh, Kenny 
and Mikey with super kicks. Mm-hmm. Miz ran away. Loved this segment. I thought yeah. it was great. Jay Uso versus Jason Jordan. The Usos are so much better as heels. Yes. So much. They are so unlikable. I love it. They just they look the part. They act the part. They are so such a natural fit for this role, Jeff. Oh yeah, and they're such great jerks, especially with the shushing of the audience. And, and and the way that they're playing the heels is kind of, you know, they hold uh, work on a body part and, and, and wear a man down and try and hurt a guy as opposed to just win a match by cheating. They're trying to hurt you. I like that aspect of their character. I like this run. I do too. Jason Jordan beat Jay Uso via pinfall. Liked this. Go- I liked this a lot. I like because I I just got done for, for Shake Them Ropes with Rob. We're, we're watching uh, – cheap plug we're watching brett versus owen from wrestlemania 10 which has Uh a very similar ending to this i like just taking advantage without having to hit a finisher necessarily and and scoring kind of a a a quick pinfall i liked that i'm cool with that too uh after the match the usos took out both members of american alpha attacking the knee of gable i like that they're going back to that slater and rhino make the save to slater's music Mm. which was great and uh, Slater's yeah. shirt has something to be desired, but I'm hoping he makes a lot of money yeah. off of it. I hope he does too. Baron Corbin versus Jack Swagger. They go back and forth. The end. Now this finish will, you'll either love it or hate it. I loved it. I liked it. I let, let me explain it. Let me, let me explain it. Let me explain it. Jack Swagger has Baron Corbin in the Patriot lock. Baron Corbin goes to reach the ropes and the ref thinks that he tapped out, and the match is over. I like this because he didn't tap out. Nobody with a brain would think that he tapped out, which is why Otunga, apparently, the, the Harvard attendee, <laughs> Harvard Law graduate, uh, said yeah, he tapped. He tapped. JBL looked like Einstein in comparison. But I liked it. I could tell that you didn't seem that into it, though. I, I liked the idea of it. I thought the execution of it was poor because I think they need to get the logistics down for him to be not have to short arm the reaching mm-hmm. in order to do that. That was my problem was he'd reach out he'd reach out long ways with his arm all the way, all the way, and then when he was doing the tap thing, he was short arming it. And 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 it looked it looked like I'm purposely trying to short arm this so that it looks like I'm tapping. And so I didn't kind of buy into it. As much. I love the idea of it. I thought it was a very, very clever idea. And I think David Otunga should sell that he's tapping out. He's the quote-unquote babyface color commentator. He should kind of sell out this to to a point where he's almost being disingenuous. And I, I love that it got JBL riled up. I had no problem with the commentary part of this. I had a little bit of a problem with the execution, but I liked the idea quite a lot. I thought it was very clever. And especially it, it helps it helps swagger somewhat. I mean, he's going to get killed on this on this No Mercy pay per view, I think, by Baron Corbin. But on the other hand, I think it helps give him some credibility here as still being a new member on the roster. I kind of like three tweets people asking if they can work for the site, guys. If you all want me to look at your stuff, uh, when I say stuff, I mean your samples, not anything else, you perverts. Sean at Fightful dot com. <laughs> uh, we have some stuff open, like maybe some news writing stuff, maybe some admin stuff. Uh, if you all want it, want me to check it out, send a sample to Sean at fightful.com. Uh, we don't really look at anything without samples because we got to know that you can do the job. Smackdown after show commentator. S- send us in a reel. Cause I'm just, <laughs> talk- I'm just talking here while Sean's looking at resumes for some reason. No, I, I just see, like I have a lot of people <laughs> that are like, Hey, how can I write for fightful or do something like that? We've, we've got some stuff that maybe we'd, we'd look to bring some people into, but got to send samples. Otherwise, we, we don't look at it. Guys, by the way, if you haven't registered at Fightful.com, go do so. Uh, you get early access to the Vince Russo podcast, the Matt Riddle podcast. A lot of you ask where those go on YouTube because I put them up live and then they're gone. We unlist those for three or four days, and they're exclusive only to Fightful.com registered members. So go there, register. Mm-hmm. Also, our forums are about to be overhauled. Lots of stuff going on there. I'll talk a little bit about a couple of exclusive stories that, I, uh, that I've had uh, after we finish SmackDown and do the No Mercy uh, predictions. Main event segment, 
AJ Styles, Dean Ambrose, John Cena. This really showcased Dean Ambrose, Jeff. Oh yeah, and I thought uh, I thought AJ Styles did well for himself too in terms of kind of undercutting the main storyline here that Cena's going after history and how he does he feels he doesn't deserve it. There's that implied thing for people who are in the know that AJ Styles and Ric Flair were at one time connected in TNA, and they never have to say it. So it's kind of a cool little thing for those of us who, you know, kind of know AJ Styles' history a little bit more. But, yeah, Dean Ambrose taking the hustle, loyalty, and respect catchphrase and really using it for his own purposes was fantastic. I I hope the match, the anger within the match and the aggressiveness matches this promo as if it's a fight between three guys who when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Really don't like each other, much like this segment was laid out. Before I get into that, somebody says, wasn't Elijah Burke supposed to be in the Spirit Squad? He was. Yes. He was pitched, he was pitched the idea and he turned it down. So, yeah, he was. I think he probably could have pulled that off. I but, think he pulled it off, but I think it was smart of him not to. I mean, very, it's, 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 it's kind of like the women who turned down the uh, what the Serena Deeb role because they wouldn't shave their heads, and Serena Deeb agreed to it. And it really didn't help her in the long run. I mean, she got a wish, nice Wish she would have stuck around. Yeah. Wish she, wish she could have stuck around. Also, uh, Chris Jericho turned down a role that he suspects ended up being the goon yeah. in WWE. I remember hearing about that, yeah. I really thought Dean Ambrose did awesome in this segment. Mm-hmm. This was the Dean Ambrose that everybody expected coming out of the Shield. Yeah, when they thought that he was going to be the heel, or if maybe if not the heel, you know, Reigns the face, Rollins the heel, him the tweener. Ideally, that could have worked. That could have worked, but that's not what we got. Yeah, but he has so far surpassed everybody. John Cena has once again brought out the best in somebody. And AJ Styles has as well, both in the ring and on the microphone. I can't wait to see this triple threat match. I am stoked for this triple threat match. I knew it was going to be good anyway. It's Mm going to be an awesome match, but I care about it. I want to see it. I love that they showed John Cena on Talking Smack. They need to do that with everybody. Agreed. When When Becky Lynch is out there, spitting words about about how much that title means to her and how she's going to she's going to make it mean something show that shit too show it it felt natural it was good she spoke like a human being that's the thing yeah and that's i, and I think me and yeah that's actually a thing me and fightful owner uh james vanderland to talk about when pro wrestlers talk like they're not real people that's mm-hmm. weird yeah like when they come out there and they for unpro- like not prompted they're like, this is why I have a problem with this person. Watch this video. I'm immediately like, shut the hell up, crybaby. I don't want to hear about it. You know what it's like? It's like when actors take their characters and they try and play them in other places. It just comes off as really bad. I, I, I agree with you. They need to show more of these. And, and I'll give you a comparison on the Raw roster. It would have been much stronger during the cruiserweights when they brought them out to have Rich Swan telling his story about his, the, the, about his parents being killed and about the hard times he had growing up in Baltimore, Maryland, and how wrestling saved his life, rather than Corey Graves, the heel commentator, telling us all this after a video package that told us that Rich Swan just liked to have fun and dance. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. Could not agree more. So here's the card. We already talked about Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss. Heath Slater and Rhino versus the Usos. 
I think it's you. Has it been you that speculates that Rhino is going to turn on Heath here? I, you know what though, they haven't built up that animosity, so I'm I'm thinking they bail on it. I thought eventually he was going to get sick of his crap, but they haven't done anything on that story. I, I don't. Do they take the belts off this soon, off of Slater and Rhino? I think they kind of have to in order to go over to the program with, with American Alpha, but they keep injuring Alpha's knees, so maybe they don't have to yet. Maybe they have to have a couple months here with Slater and Rhino. I think they're going to ride the, the Slater and Rhino wave for a little bit. Okay. I think that they're going to they're gonna do that. They should. Amer- American Alpha should cost the Usos this match. I like that idea. I, I like that idea because of what happened on the show. Yeah. Miz versus Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler loses his career. It's over. What you think is happening here? Is Kerwin White going to save the day for Nick Nemeth? (laughs) (laughs) He's in Lucha Underground. He brings Matanza down. It just all, yeah. Um, Yes. I think they have to have Ziggler lose, and that's the intrigue. I think that's the intrigue of the match. I don't think they, I mean, if Ziggler wins the belt, what do you do? I mean, he's, he's going to – you turn him back into a geek after he loses again. So I would really – yeah, I, I'm open to that happening because I want to see what happens next. And what what I want to see even more is The Miz back up all the shit talking. Mm-hmm. After all the shit that he's talked, he comes through. And I want, and I want Miz That's after it. this to say I'm going after Honky Tonk Man's record. That's what I want after that. No, I, think- I want him to do, do the honk of perfect Mountie meter again mm-hmm. that Santino pulled out. Yeah, I think Miz is winning. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. I am strangely interested in this match. Carmella has won everything up until now, including the pay-per-view match, the last pay-per-view match, which is fascinating to me that Nikki has lost so many times. And I keep saying, oh, this is going to be the one that Nikki wins. And I think she does here, but it wouldn't shock me if she lost again. If I liked, I loved your idea of her being able to beat everybody except this one person who's not really up to her level, but just has a skill set that she can't beat. I really like that idea a lot. I wish they'd pull the trigger on that, but I don't. I, I think it's time for Nikki to win. They need to pull a trigger on a lot of things like MMA related. Like you see that a lot in MMA or boxing. There's just mm-hmm. that one person you can't beat. You're yeah. just you just struggle with. Who was the guy that Pacquiao struggled against? Was it? Oh, it wasn't. Was it Marquez? I think so. I, I, boxing names escape me. I know he, I know he had trouble with Mayweather. If you want to go with that, but well, yeah, <laughs> he, sure, he sure as hell did. Uh, I had trouble staying awake during that fight. Oh God. Let's see. Yeah, it was Juan Manuel. Marquez. Juan Manuel Marquez. Yeah. Yes. Like they they had the the majority decision and uh, the split decision, and then Marquez knocked him dead. But meanwhile, he was beating everybody else. Everybody else. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Also, I think money needs to be more of a factor in Smack in pro wrestling, which SmackDown has done with Heath Slater. Yes. He had to win to get an above-ground pool. I Champion, like that. Championships should pay you more. If you're a champion, you should be a star, and you should have a lavish lifestyle. And when you lose the belt, you want to get back to that lavish lifestyle if you are a heel. And if, if Kevin Owens were on SmackDown right now, and he, you know, he started to wear suits since he won the title. If he were on SmackDown, they would have him say, now I can afford these damn suits. Mm-hmm. Something like that. They would do that, but they don't on Raw. Right. The big one. Top match on the show. Kurt Hawkins versus TBA. Who you got? <laughs> I think Kurt Hawkins loses to Apollo Crews. Why'd they bring him back? <laughs> because someone someone laughs at these promos much like we laugh at these promos it, it was at first going well we'll have a nice hand the way i laugh the way i laugh at these promos is not at all <laughs> these are shitty these are real bad how do you think hey, i feel his last to- hold on his last name's hawkins how do you think i feel because everybody goes so- well your cousin is up there sucking i'm like i don't want to see that what does it say, Jeff, that there are a couple of things on this SmackDown show every week that are, I mean, real shitty, real shitty. But each week we're like, you know what? That wasn't such a bad show. 
because the main event stuff is the stuff you pay attention to, and, and they usually end it well. I mean, much like that Raw show had its ups and downs, it ended so strong that you can't help but say, man, that's one of the better Raws we've had. I mean, and UFC cards are the same way. If the main event is really good, you remember that card a lot better than if the main event sucked, even though it had good fights on the undercard. Yeah, I look up and down this show, and I'm like, I'm interested in Nikki, and uh, wow, this is breaking news. A source is telling Jim Ross that Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar is a done deal and will likely go down at Survivor Series. I assume Jim that's Ross, what they're, they're announcing that on ESPN tomorrow, probably. Jim Ross does not speculate on such things. He doesn't. He usually says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the know. He very rarely says... Um, he very rarely says, okay, my sources are telling me this. Pretty big. Now I hope that Goldberg uh, maybe gives a shit this time. Or, or Brock Lesnar. If one of them gives a shit this time, it'll be better than the WrestleMania match. Yeah, I, I don't think this is what I want Goldberg doing if I see him in a comeback. I know he wants to do it oh, for I his kids. Losing. I want him losing first off. He better lose. If he's if he's fighting Brock, I want him to lose, but I'd much rather him come back and squash some loudmouth geek like Hawkins and go out, and then, then you know what? That's how we remember him. He was good because WWE already screwed up Brock – or not Brock Lesnar, Goldberg once. Do we need them to, to bring him back just to get killed by Brock? I mean, he's too old to be taking that many suplexes, I think. I just I don't understand the, yeah. the 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 need to see this again. We saw it once; it wasn't very good. Goldberg wants to come back so his kids can see him what he used to do, and if his kids are going to watch him just get crushed by Brock, I don't see the the upside for him necessarily. He's got to lose to Brock. If they if they put the two together, Brock. yes. If they put the two together, he has to lose. But I gotta keep those two away from each other. So as I was saying, you know, we had the Kurt Hawkins thing, the, the Orton Wyatt thing, really shitty. But then you have Nikki Bella Carmella, really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Miz and Dolph Ziggler has been great. Just nothing short of great. The matches, the promos, it's been great. Heath Slater and Rhino are fantastic. The Usos have turned their careers around. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Alexa Bliss, interested in that. The main event, I'm super interested in that. SmackDown's doing a lot right. Who do you think yeah. wins the main event? AJ Styles retains. I don't think AJ Styles loses until he's in a one-on-one with with Cena at a big-time event like a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania. Or maybe even Survivor you, Series. Is AJ Styles' WWE Championship run, is that more in the grand scope of things than his entire TNA run? Hmm... Because he did a lot of shit in TNA. He did a lot of shit in TNA, and he's had... Don't curse on my show. You just said shit, so I repeated you. I apologize. Uh, (laughs) That threw me off, because I don't like cussing all that much. Um, He he was, uh, and I'll read this out, three-time NWA World Heavyweight Champion, four-time NWA World Tag Team Champion, a two-time Legends Global TV Champion, two-time TNA World Heavyweight Champion, six-time TNA X Division champion, two-time World Tag Team champion, TNA. So all in all, six-time tag champion, uh, five-time world champion, six-time X Division champion, and then he held the secondary title twice. Here's here's how I'd put it. His, his run in WWE is probably going to be more memorable because there's a lot less filler out there, and there's a lot less of him being de-pushed and then re-pushed back to the top his big matches all have meant something in the WWE. They, you know, you had to go out there and find them. He had some great, great matches. Some of them were probably better than this WWE run. Like, you know, the triple oh, the, the, Moa Joe and, and that was Christopher Daniels. Probably my, probably my favorite match of all time. Yeah. I mean, that that's an exemplary match, but you know what? It, again, it's TNA. It's the secondary brand. And unless they get control of that history, it's probably going to be lost to history. Whereas a lot of these matches, I think, are going to be remembered. You know, so long as WWE once AJ Styles leaves, if he leaves on good terms, I think I think they'll be fairly. I think this run will be remembered 
quite fondly by WWE. Somebody says, what if Goldberg's opponent ends up being Braun? I, Braun should beat him. Braun yeah. should absolutely, absolutely beat him. Mm. I, I, I don't, don't want Goldberg th- beating him. I don't want Goldberg beating him. Nope. Who, who do you want, want Goldberg beating in any case? If he, if you Not anybody him. protected. They no, have, I agree. For, for once. And Bray Wyatt. Say what Wyatt. you will. Sure. There sure. You there you go. Let him be Bray Wyatt. Say what you will about Braun Strowman. Not great in the ring. He is trying. I was told by somebody at the Performance Center uh, when I when I did ask, hey, did he come in there and practice that Royal Rumble spot? They were like, a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot he practiced it. So he wants to get better. He wants to get better. Uh, he, he can move for a big guy. As it turns out, he doesn't suck that bad on the mic. No. He has been protected. Okay. And so is Brock Lesnar. The two people that have been, like, I mean, real protected. Not them. Bray Wyatt, sure. Randy Orton, sure. Why not? Anybody like that, sure. Okay. Somebody says it's TLC before Survivor Series. No. No. TLC is December. Yeah, you all can send in your questions, by the way. Somebody says, has it been 18 days yet? We are missing 777. Yeah, our moderator, 777, flew, I think, from Australia to Nashville. Safe travels to her. Somebody... uh, Says my six-year-old nephew would probably love Mojo Raleigh. Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Kids, kids love bright colors and big guys doing wacky things. Somebody says, "Where do you guys see Randy and Bray going after this feud?" Bray will to a waffle show house. Up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Bray will show up in the middle of somebody's match and feud with somebody. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, guys, some exclusive stuff on Fightful.com. If you didn't see it, there were there was another report out there that kind of, in my opinion, spun the TNA meeting news. I talked to seven people in the company today about that meeting. Oh. I'll read you some of the, the stuff. This, this meeting was expected to happen Sunday. It happened Monday, as it turns out. Dixie Carter, uh, as people, uh, the way that people told me that she did not do herself any favors. The people were glad that she addressed things, but she had absolutely no accountability for the shape of TNA. That she was surprised that people were that concerned about the future of the company. Uh, here, here's uh, our report. Yeah, our, you know our, that all makes sense with the Vince Russo story from Friday about kayfabe. <laughs> Just totally. Huh? Somebody posted that picture of like the dog that's got the, the the things burning around it. It says everything's fine, we're fine, everything's fine. That's Dixie Carter right now. Here, here's the report, you guys. As Fightful.com reported last week, Bound for Glory was always set to happen, but TNA was in dire financial straits. A backstage employee said that she was asked about late pay, and Carter said that the company has often found themselves in a position where they are also paid late. The talent still very much want Billy Corgan in charge and think that Carter is holding the company back. As we were told, several wrestlers see both the current owners and prospective owners as having completely different agendas. A longtime employee said that some are trying to save face, some are trying to save the company, and some are trying to save themselves for a hopeful WWE gig. Carter confirmed that she did have issues with some of the other owners. (laughs) Carter admitted... Listen, Carter admitted that WWE was interested and that negotiations have occurred, but portrayed uh, that she couldn't make the deal in good conscience. She acted oblivious to the entire sales situation, saying that she couldn't believe that that many people were concerned about the future of the company. As one wrestler told me, she acted like it was a need-to-know basis, but we need to know if we're going to have jobs. Most backstage seemed happy that Carter at least addressed the situation, but the general consensus among those that we spoke with is that Carter offered little to no accountability for anything. It's worth noting that some of the talents and employees Fightful spoke to did so on a condition of anonymity, so they might be angling just as much as those they are accusing of doing so. Oblivious. That's what I got for you. She's oblivious. Oh, yeah. It's a mess still, apparently, as long as she's still there. Big mess. Guides our Fightful.com podcast schedule this week. Tomorrow evening, back with Showdown Joe, previewing UFC 204. I'm strangely excited for this show, Jeff. 
Oh, I I cannot wait for the main event. Uh, the, 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 the Hendo Bisping match from UFC 100 is one of my favorite things in the history of stuff. I cannot wait. I hope Hendo goes out as champ. I hate Michael Bisping. I, I just do. I, I think he's always been kind of that protected guy who ekes out fights because he's a counter puncher. And, you know, you just kind of. I hope Hendo knocks him out in front of the British crowd and just goes out then as we, champ. Then we get a middleweight tournament, middleweight title tournament, perhaps. Yeah. yeah. That could be fun. So uh, I'm strangely, just strangely excited for that show. Did you watch this card, card this la- to- Did you watch this card last week, this past weekend? Yeah, I did. John Lineker and Cowboy Oliveira both need to be fired, right? I mean, John Lineker, is, death taxes, John Lineker misses weight. I mean, that, yeah, you, that's you just... Can't give him, you can't give him a title shot at no, any you, weight. Yeah, and, and Cowboy Oliveira being proud he missed weight. Just... Being proud he missed weight. He threw 12 to 6 elbows at the end of the fight, too. Yeah. It, it cheated. Poor Will he Brooks. cheated. Poor Will missed Brooks. Missed weight. Poor Will Brooks. And the thing is, Will Brooks will never get that chance at vengeance because unless they throw down in the gym, which they do train at the same place, which is weird. Mm. Uh, One of them's leaving. Trying, yeah, Oliveira, I would imagine, is leaving. Uh, Will Brooks actually has a lot more upside than Oliveira, despite the, the winning streak and the victory. And, yeah. But go ahead yeah, about, what else about, we got? This, about this card Saturday. What, what are you excited about? The undercard is nothing, like, special, but it's got guys that are just good enough to make me care. Like, oh, Vince St. Prue and like Jimmy Manwood, just good enough to make me care. Mm-hmm. Stefan Struve. Just good and interesting enough to make me care. I thought Stefan Struve should have been Brock Lesnar's opponent or should be in the future because WWE spin, Brock Lesnar gets his ass kicked by Stefan Struve. You got JBL. He got beat by a seven-foot monster, blah, 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 when in reality. And, and as it turns out, Jeff, Stefan Struve doesn't like to punch people. No, Struve is one of those cases that, I mean, when you first saw him, and when he was just getting his clock cleaned, like he'd have like he'd have like one match where his jujitsu would come in and he'd choke out like say a uh, oh uh, short kickboxer I can't think of right now that that's no longer from from Louisiana I can't oh what's his name never mind Anyways, Pat Barry yes Pat Pat Barry and 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 then he he'd just go on this run where he just guys would be punching up and just knocking him out. And you're like, when's he going to gain this weight and this muscle mass and really use this frame and his skills to his advantage and then get some power behind this height? Cause he, nope, he, not he, got, he never did. Yeah. And he's, I mean, well, he, he can't get too much size. He's already got a cut to what? 265. He's yeah, that's tall. true. I mean, when, when he had to cancel the one fight because he fainted, his career was over. I thought here's a good one. Rick Flair says he banged Halle Berry. Halle Berry denies the claim, and her rep says that she doesn't even know who he is. Now, I do not deny or I do not doubt that Ric Flair did not sleep with Halle Berry. I do doubt that she doesn't know who he is, considering that from 93 to 96, she was married to Dave Justice, who played for the Atlanta Braves. Mm-hmm. And Ric Flair, I would be surprised if – I would say probably about 90%, probably 95% of residents in Atlanta at that point knew who – Rick Flair was. He was a big star. Also, Dave, Dave Justice, not the best husband in the world either. Sure. <laughs> sure. And let's put it this way. It's one of two things because I always get suspicious when representatives come out and, and categorically yeah. deny it. So it, either he did and she's embarrassed by the fact that he brought this up or he slept with a woman named Holly Berry and just <laughs> mixed up the two. <laughs> well, let's see. He would have been about... 47, 48. That's not too out of the realm of possibility. That's still in good shape. Yeah, yeah. he was he was in very good shape back then. But, uh, you know, I don't want to speculate on that. I don't want to speculate on that. Natalia. Is there stuff you do want to speculate on? Because there's stuff out there. <laughs> uh, Ric Flair or Halle Berry? No, 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 no. no. Just, just on other wrestling stories. <laughs> We can do that sometime. sometime. Natalia was burgled at her hotel. Oh, man. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Just a couple days after losing her two front teeth in a match and having them replaced, 
somebody stole several of her items in San Diego. We have a story on that up at Fightful.com, so go there, guys. Share the Fightful.com page on Twitter, Facebook. In Facebook, groups really helps because a lot of people see that. Reddit, things of that nature. Uh, hey, add our RSS feed to your Twitter, and then mm-hmm. all the stories we'll just post there. And there you go, guys. That's that's the smart thing to do. But I am back tomorrow night with Showdown Joe. Wednesday after or Thursday afternoon with Matt Riddle. Friday afternoon with Vince Russo, who desperately wants out of that raw blog uh, assignment. He's not getting out of it. <laughs> Been there. I told him. I, I made him an offer. Mm-hmm. I said. You cover total divas, total bellas, and then another undisclosed assignment, and we'll do it. And he was like, "Guess I'll start. I guess I'll keep covering Raw." It's like, <laughs> okay, all right. But he's there with us Friday. Like I said, guys, register at fightful.com. You get free access, early access. It's absolutely free to register. No credit card required. Anything of that nature. Uh, Saturday night after UFC 204, myself and Showdown Joe are here. Sunday night after No Mercy. Myself and I believe Alex Palowski are here. By the way, guys, you got to check out Alex Palowski's great uh, raw coverage, Lucha Underground coverage. Uh, superstars and made it. He makes those worth reading. Also, check out his reaction pieces as well. Jeff, what y'all got going on at Shake Dem Ropes? Well, we're going to talk raw last night, Sasha Banks' big win. We're going to also preview new, No Mercy, much like we did here. Maybe to get into a little bit of the NXT, maybe some of the Dusty Classic preview to go along with it. And our top 100 match from WrestleMania 10, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, the opener of WrestleMania 10 from Madison Square Garden. So uh, you'll be hearing that uh, probably uh, later tonight. It will drop at some time. And uh, again, if you'd like to go back and download the uh, AfterBuzz TV Raw post show, I was on that last night, breaking down Raw. So I'll basically be combining points I made there and here and to shake them ropes and just a nice combined sandwich of thought and hopefully entertainment. <laughs> the people want to know. Some people miss Rob. Is he going to eat the hat? He's going to eat the hat. Okay, here's the official update. He has to move first. He is moving to just outside of South Bend, Indiana with uh, the girlfriend, I believe. But I'm not sure I can say that on the air. But I just did. And I apologize, Rob, if I'm not allowed to out that. But he has to okay. He has to move first. And once he gets settled, there will be an eating of a hat. He's also trying to plan some video vignettes. He may also be trying to flake out of this. Let, let's be honest, because he, <laughs> he had a project for WCW that, that, that he flaked on that we were reminded of, that he goes, I didn't realize people remember that. He may be trying to run out the clock here, but I, am, I promise you, the people of America, Rob McCarron will eat a hat. So is this girlfriend that we are not supposed to be speaking of, is she trying to prevent him from eating said hat? No, no, no. I have, I have not spoken of her in terms of what she thinks about this hat-eating deal or even professional wrestling. It's none of my business. Other than, uh, he, other than are, we keeping the show, are, we, are we keeping the show going? That's all I want to know. Um, okay. Um, no. She, I, I, she hasn't been brought up in context of the hat, so I don't know what's going to happen here. Hey, I don't blame him for not wanting her. Listen, Trina, our, our Monday co-host, gets some pretty creepy comments. Oh, yeah. I, I see them because I follow her. There, oh, there, there was once upon a time where uh, I was at my former employer and I needed a co-host for a week. I was like, okay, you know, my wife watches wrestling on occasion. Uh, she trains in kickboxing. Maybe I'll have her talk some MMA. And then I got to thinking about it, and I was like, man, that ain't happening. She's hot. Can I be her Facebook friend? I'm I'm not subjecting her to the criticism that podcasters, that that happens when you put your face up here. This is as sexy as you get, kids, right here. Yeah, this is is it. Drink it in, guys. Drink in the gift of Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Oh, God. Indeed. By the way, guys, speaking of Facebook, I get a lot of ads on my my personal Facebook. I create – I'm one of those pretentious douchebags – that just created one of those like pages. So if you want to go like me on Facebook, have at it. Follow Fightful Online. Visit Fightful.com. Fightful Online on Twitter and Facebook, by the way. Also, subscribe to our YouTube page. It's down here somewhere. Mm. Down here. Uh, Our podcasts are available via direct download and audio streaming right now. We are working on iTunes. It is coming very, 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 very soon. 
So that will be a thing. I know that I was late getting a couple of them up via direct download. Had a crazy week last week. Everything uh, returning to normal, I believe, after tomorrow evening. So, yeah, guys, join me over at Fightful.com. Be merry. It's UFC 204 week. Yes. No mercy week. Lots yes. of fun this weekend, guys. More live viewing parties than any website on the internet. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Lucha Underground, the Cruiserweight Classic if it comes back. Uh, what else do we David T's covered Alaska Fighting Championships, Jeff, live. You believe this guy? Was Cody McKenzie there? That's all I asked. They (laughs) wish Cody McKenzie was there. I told this guy, listen, if you did a recap, nobody would be mad. You don't have to cover it live. He's like, no, I want to, Sean. I want to. Hot diggity damn. Guys, Fightful.com, it's a place to be. Catch you next time. Night. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.